This is a show from two local residents who live and work in West Hollywood and have gotten to know and love the business community really well. We want to share our insight and tips to help keep you in the know during this crazy quarantine we are all in together. Our local businesses need a lot of help, and we hope this weekly podcast will inspire you to help them out. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of We Know We How We Are, episode 10th, uh, the week of June 17th. I am Tracy Paso, and I am here with my amazing co-host, Lauren Goldstein. Hey. (laughs) What is going on, Lauren? Can you believe that we're almost through June? You just said 10th episode, and I was like, wow. That's like two months of podcast. Yeah, two and a half. I know. Wow. Can you believe it? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) So much has happened. So much has happened. I know. Um, Well, let's start with the kind of, I guess, you know, the big thing that we've got Father's Day coming up this Sunday on the 21st, um, and I think we've got, you know, some things that we're going to cover as far as our businesses that are offering Father's Day kits, which is, um, I love seeing that, all the stuff that's happening on Instagram and our stories. The dads um, always get the best food. The dads like Father's Day, like where's the Mother's Day boxes <laughs> of food? Right? Oh my gosh, that's great. Well, we'll have fun looking at that. Um, you know, I, I want to start with the um, that big event that happened on Sunday, the All Black Lives Matter March. Um I don't know if you popped down to take a look at that. Um, I, I was uh, in the thick of things. I started from Hollywood and Highland and uh, walked the entire route down that ended at San Vicente and Santa Monica. I think it was 25 or 30,000 people that attended that. It was uh, really amazing. It was interesting to hear uh, city council's um, uh, what, what should I call that city council's um, perspectives on that. I know a couple of the council members were down there uh, marching either all or, or part of it. So that was, that was interesting, but um, I thought it was uh, a great, um, really a great event. Good. Yeah. And uh, I also have to say like, um, cause I kind of marched in different areas and amongst different groups of people. And I had my mask on, of course, and everyone that I saw had their mask on except for I think like one or two guys like seriously and then that later that night I was watching the nightly news with Lester Holt I don't know don't judge <laughs> don't, ju- don't, don't judge I do I watch that <laughs> and I was wondering oh I wonder if they're in WeHo and of course like the local news correspondent whatever was here in West Hollywood and he goes and half the people weren't wearing masks and I'm like where were you looking and where were you marching? Because everyone that I saw had masks on. People were handing out masks. They were selling masks. Uh, Rounderbone was handing out masks at the end. So anyway, we'll get to that. So um, anyway, we had that and um, lots of things uh, are, are opening this week, um, which we're excited to get into. Um, but before we launch into all of our segments, uh, I wanted to introduce our special guest this week, um, Henry Scott, who is the editor and publisher of WeHoville. Welcome, Henry. Hey. Welcome. Hi. I'm so happy to be able to, to join you guys. I love what you're doing. I uh, very much appreciate it. Well, we love what you're doing. And everyone, you know, Lauren gets up every morning and reads WeHoVille. And every, I think everybody does. It lives in West Hollywood. And it's like, okay, yeah. as long as you're staying out of WeHoVille, you're good. And I remember I, <laughs> I, ended up, I ended up in there, too. And I'm like... 
I wasn't what supposed to end up in- Wait, what I- is it that people say? I go for the comments. You get some good comments. <laughs> on, like, wow. Oh, you see <laughs> the ones I don't allow to be published. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't know if people knew that, that you're editing the comments. Okay. <laughs> uh, every, every comment is moderated. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Well, um, I did a little Googling on you, and mm-hmm. I saw that you worked at the New York Times, and I noticed as I was um, texting you and Lauren the link, you both have a 917 area code, yes. so that's New York. Yeah. Um, so Henry, give us a little background, like on who you are and how long you've lived in West Hollywood. Um, I want to know how you came up with the name of WeHoville when the paper started, all of that. Just give us a little background. All right. Let me give you just a, I've been around a long time, so I'll make this one quick. Um, I grew up in North Carolina, uh, which is where I was born and raised. Uh, and worked for newspapers there, the uh, Raleigh Times, the Charlotte Observer, which is the biggest paper in the state. Then moved to Hartford, Connecticut, where I was the metro editor of the Hartford Current in a day when newspapers had a lot of money. So I had a staff of 130 people covering local news. Um, And then moved on to the New York Times. And I worked on the business side of the Times. I was vice president for new media, new product development, I launched the Times Online for the first time uh, way back in 1993, 94. Published our first foreign language edition in Moscow, did a lot of things like that. Uh, Moved on quickly to be a media consultant, took over the management of the failing Out magazine and turned it around. Mm. Then launched a free daily newspaper called Metro for a Swedish company in New York City. Um, and then uh, was involved in turning around a chain of alternative newspapers, um, the uh, Creative Loping chain. Moved here uh, nine years ago, and a year into my life here, I thought West Hollywood needs somebody, something to cover the news in a legitimate way. So that's how I got it started. I created the name WeHoVille. People were upset initially and said, it sounds like Whoville. I said, if you don't have a sense of humor, you shouldn't live here. <laughs> I love that. Okay, that I was that was one of my questions I was going to ask because when I first heard like WeHoVille, I thought the same thing. I said, I love that because it reminds me of Dr. Seuss and the Grinch and uh, <laughs> and WeHoVille. So I love that. <laughs> and I am the Grinch of West Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are you sure? Do we, do we think Larry Block would like arm wrestle you for that? What do you think? <laughs> Very likely, yes. <laughs> the Grinch of West Hollywood. <laughs> All right. Um, cool deal. Well, what um, brought you to uh, California or West Hollywood specifically um, from New York? Well, I, I lived in New York 20 years, which is where I lost all of my Southern charm and my accent, <laughs> and um, then took this consulting assignment uh, to turn around the chain of, of alternative newspapers that required I live in Atlanta for a year. So after being out of New York, I thought, huh, I need to explore other places. And I made the biggest mistake I've ever made. I moved to Miami Beach, uh, a I small did town of bleached blonde women uh, who drive Land Rovers badly and the men who love them. <laughs> and after nine months, I put my condo on the market and amazingly thinking it would never sell. The next day I got an all cash offer at the asking price and I had 30 days to move. 
I hopped on a plane, I flew here, and I fell in love with West Hollywood. Oh, fantastic. That was how deeply um, researched the whole thing was. Oh, cool. And then you're a local, I'm assuming you're a local resident as well? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm in the place uh, behind IHOP, which is the best way to describe it. Okay. Well, Lauren, Lauren loves pancakes. I love IHOP. <laughs> she loves love IHOP. IHOP. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, um, I'm looking forward to getting some of, I mean, nine years, um, you know, the city's gone through so many changes, I'm sure in the last nine years, I mean, the last, sure. you know, last two, three days. months, That's, yeah, the last nine days, right? Um, so yeah. looking forward to um, hearing, you know, some of your, your tips um, and tricks too. So with that, let's like jump right on into our food and fashion um, segment. So Lauren, guess where I had lunch yesterday? Where? Went to Uncle Polly's. <gasps> what did you get? What did you get? I got the Gina. What's the Gina? Uh, it ha I don't know. It had um, Is that the vegetarian uh, one. No, no, no. It had meat and it had mortadella. Oh. Um, it, it, it Lauren loves food, um, Henry, and as well, we both do. Good food. Um, but being, I love good food. Good for being from New York, like she's got like certain things she's really adamant about, and so I had to go to Uncle Polly's uh, and get a sandwich there. And I say, I had to tell you, it was pretty pretty good. Was it pretty good? Yeah, you know, I um there. They had a couple tables. It's a small place on Beverly. So it's like WeHo adjacent. Um, they probably consider themselves West Hollywood. I kind of do too. They had three or four like small bistro tables outside. You still can't go inside. And, you know, there were even, I went up and I ordered. I always find like if you're going somewhere, it's better to order ahead of time because they just have your order ready to go. And sometimes when you show up and you order, except at Shake Shack, um, <laughs> um, you have to be a little patient. And, you know, I just... And Lance said that last, last week with the businesses, he said, you know, just be patient and be kind. Everyone's just getting used to this new normal. And there was a, uh, a guy next to me in line and he showed up and ordered there and he was a little grumpy and grouchy because I kind of like misplaced his order. And, um, yeah, so just a reminder to everyone. And, and it was a good reminder to me to just be patient and be kind with these businesses. And I was just so grateful that they were open and I can get a good sandwich and I had the option to sit outside. So, um, but that was good. So that's good recommendation, Lauren, good. for, for deli sandwiches good. for sure. Um, and then Kings Road Cafe is located right next door to them. Um, and I just observed people sitting out in tables in the outdoor space and the server came out and she had a full face mask on. So I would say like my limited exposure to some of these restaurants and people that are serving, they seem to be abiding um, by the rules with the face mask and the social distancing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hearing, yeah, I'm hearing... Earth. They and, those face shields. Yeah, yeah. I'm hearing different things from different people. And um, L.A. Eater said that the L.A. Health Department was out last weekend and like 50 percent of the restaurants weren't adhering to that. But I don't know. I think it's been pretty good in West Hollywood. I, I don't know, um, Lauren and Henry, what you guys, <laughs> what, what you, you have observed. <laughs> well, I know there's a couple businesses. I don't know if we're going to name them. but No, uh, no we won't. No, we're not. There, I was driving around with my friend, I think it was Saturday night. Um, and I mean, some of these places, they have lines outside. And, you, you know, you can't tell people stand six feet. On, I mean, you can on a sidewalk, but you're not going to. And there's like tons of people like crowded together, standing online, and more than 50% were not wearing masks. Like very few people were. So it's like, what are they, when you inside, I get it, you're eating, you're drinking, 
But, you know, you obviously you have a guy that's checking IDs when these people are coming in. So it's like, put on, put on your mask. Like mm-hmm. people walk by, like it's, it's selfish. It's really, really selfish. And I know at council, they talked about wanting to give out fines to the businesses who aren't, you know, enforcing, like you have to wear a mask when you're online or you're here. And there's, you know, this big argument with council, the businesses are suffering, but I I think it's disgusting that people just go out and don't wear masks, like complete disregard for everybody else. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting to see. You know, I um I mentioned to you last week in our episode that I went to Cedars and gave blood. So yesterday or this morning, uh, I got my my results back because they were testing for COVID. So it turns out I don't have the antibody, which means that I'm, you know I guess I didn't have COVID which was reassuring. And I didn't think that I had had it. Um, but I'm kind of like, Oh, I kind of wish that those antibodies would show up. And now I'm like, Hmm, well, since I don't have the antibodies, you know, I I've been wearing a mask, uh, around even like in my apartment complex, going to the laundry and stuff like that. So I, I don't know, I'm still trying to figure out this whole, you know, how I feel about going and eating at a restaurant inside. I think I'm cool with a patio, um, especially since I uh, drove down Melrose today um, on my way home from my workout at the beach. And it looks like Gracias Madre might be opening up. Um, and, you know, I'm like, hmm, I think I'd be down for that, like going and sitting outside on that patio. But I don't know if I want to go inside yet. So I don't know. Anyway. I'm good on eating inside at a restaurant. Are you good? You, you do it? But like I would eat outside. No, like outside. Like I went to eat at Earth. I think it was Saturday or Sunday afternoon. It's like you're outside. Mm-hmm. They're using like those parking spaces as, you know, small table. They are really, you know, they'll tell people to get off the patio if they're not, you know, wearing a mask, even if they're just ordering to go. But I wouldn't go and sit inside. I just wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know if I'm there yet. Henry, what about you? How are you feeling on all that stuff? Yeah, I feel... I, I prefer outside, um, and I, I've recently gone to a place I love, uh, David Dickerson's Kitchen 24. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a wonderful little place, and I know everybody who works there. They're all charming. Uh, but they, you can eat outside, and you can even just sit there and have a cup of coffee uh, sitting on one of the stools at the little counter that they have outside. Uh, so I, I feel more comfortable there. And the other thing that I'm reading lately is uh, it's a bit worrisome to use public restrooms because particularly if you go into a toilet stall uh, and someone has been there and has coughed, the chance that the mm. virus might be in the air, you know, it could happen. So hmm. so wearing that mask when you move around there is, is a very, very important thing to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I guess we're just going to kind of have to wait and see and, and watch the numbers and and uh, I don't know, it's very interesting what's going on um, with people's behavior. But um, I just kind of, you know, I do what's good for me. Like a friend of mine um, wants to go down to Venice to rooster fish. And he's mm-hmm. like, I hear they're not wearing masks down there. And he's like, that's great for me. And I'm like, hmm, well, if we go down, I'm going to wear a mask. And don't give me any grief because that's going to be my decision. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. People are kind of like. You know, at first you're losing friends over politics, and now you're like losing friends over <laughs> over whether or not you're wearing a mask or not. It's true. I mean, it's true. Oh boy, but well, it feels like things are getting back to you know a little like the economy starting to jump start a little bit. Uh, 
as I drove down Melrose, I came off of Doheny. Um, and I noticed that like all the plywood seemed to be off at the businesses. And then I went at Robertson cause I went into, uh, Anawalt and I got, so I had to get some more soil and all those businesses up Robertson, um, you know, from Melrose to Santa Monica look like all the plywood is off of that. So it look it feels like things are starting to open up again. I haven't really been out and about and, and popping in. I saw that book soup still had a, um, you know, curbside pickup. So, um, I don't know, Lauren, what, what's your, uh, sure. take on what's going on out there? Cause I know you, you run around a lot and, um, see what yeah. the businesses are open. Um, a lo- I have not made it up to sunset yet. I do want to head up there. Um, but I mean, around me, ev- everything's, I feel like everything's been open. Um, but retail is finally opening. Um, thank God <laughs> I went into the real, real, I think Monday, like they had you know, they were all boarded up. Apparently, I asked um, one of the girls. They did get looted. They stole some stuff. Um, so they opened up on Monday, and it's it's weird. They moved the doors. Like, it used to be men's entrance, women's entrance, and then that courtyard in the middle. Mm-hmm. So now they took off the doors, and you have to go through the courtyard um, where the cafe is and get your temperature taken. They kind of do, like, a wellness check, and then they give you a sticker that you're good. I don't know how I feel about that. It was weird. Um, but anyway, I went in there open. Rag and Bone is reopened. All Saints is hmm. reopened. Le Pen is for lease. I'm so depressed because that's one of my favorite places to eat. Oh. And there's just a, since I, mo- I moved here almost five years ago, and I know it's been for lease at least two or three times since I've moved here. And then they always manage to like, pick back up and get really busy. So I, I hope it's just like a fluke, but I, I'm really upset about that. Um, pretty much everything on Melrose is open. PDC is still fenced off. Like you can't go Mm -hmm. on the grass there with the dogs. Um, but is it curbside? So like, no, you can go in. I went in. You can go in, you can go in and you can go in and shop. Yeah. And oh, I did. okay. <laughs> and you, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Cool deal. I'm curious, I, guys, I don't mean to interrupt, but, but are they limiting the number of people who come in? Because uh, I mean, that, that's one thing that's supposed to be happening. Yeah, there were not a lot of people. I mean, at the mm. real, I've never, I feel like the real world's never like really packed and busy. Yeah. Um, but it's a pretty big store. I went, I'm the, I literally went right when they opened. So I was like the mm-hmm. first one there. So I don't know. <laughs> but when I go to Target, so, oh, the Target here is closed by me, um, by Beverly Connection. They got looted. So everything there has been closed as well. So I've been, kidding. no, oh I didn't know that either. Yeah. And I was about to like walk over wow. there and my friend's like, no, they're, they're closed. And they've been closed since those oh. riots a few weeks ago. <laughs> Um, they got hit really bad. Yeah, the Nordstrom Rack is closed. Um, so I've been hitting up the Target on La Brea, and they have like a line like down the stairs, like mm-hmm. down La Brea. And then I was actually there this morning, and the girl I heard them on the walkie-talkie saying like, "All right, stop letting people in right now. Like, there's too many people in the store." So I think a lot of stores are, you know, maybe not restaurants, but stores are for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think of like all the times I've popped into, you know, stores from like Fred Siegel or Lululemon in when times were normal or whatever that means, you know, before all of this. 
And there didn't, in this area, like those little stores don't seem to have a lot of people in there. You know, I think it's more kind of like the targets and right. uh, even like the larger shopping centers, you know, like Century City Mall and probably the Grove and things like that. CVS um, is always packed. I'll tell you that. They're not cajoling <laughs> people are in there. <laughs> <laughs> and pavilions, right? <laughs> I haven't been to pavilions. Oh. Well, I, I find the, the grocery store lines seem to not be as bad as they were. No, um, no, they're and not. I think maybe people have realized that they don't, they can um, get toilet paper uh, at the next time around. Exactly. Uh, so the, the hoarders aren't showing up to quite the degree. They have they no were. more room to put anything. Yeah. But I, right. I have to say every single time I've been to Gelson's, including this past weekend, there's always a line. So Yeah, Gelson's does have a huge line always. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe is good. Trader Joe's has had no line. The one by me on West mm-hmm. Mount. But mm-hmm. you're yeah. right about Gelson's. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I guess that's good for Gelson's, you know, because they're, um, they have full checkers and everything. And uh, there always seems to be lots of people in there, but um, good for Gelson's, you know, they're kind of a a neighborhood favorite. So, yeah, Um, I do have one little gripe, though, about Trader Joe's up by me in Crescent Heights. Um, I went there the other night uh, for dinner and I swear to God, everything, they had everything in stock except the one thing I went for. And that was sour. And that was sauerkraut. Oh my oh. god, this one is always out of it too. I finally got what? it today. I finally got it today. They were just I, stocked up today. The last couple times I went, they were out of it. Yeah, and I usually get it from Gelson's, but I I was out of it and I was making a pork chop and I like to have sauerkraut with my pork chop. All right, TMI, I know. Pork chop. In, oh, no, sauerkraut. Um, and I'm like, oh, I'll just run down to uh, Trader Joe's because Lauren loves the sauerkraut there. And I go, so good. where? Where the heck is it? They, it was like they had bone broth and they had pickles and there was no sauerkraut. I'm like, really? Seriously? Like it's that was so the only good. thing that was gone. And then the mini ice cream cones, you know, so um, those little mini ice cream cones. Not that I was buying those, but they seem to be a popular item uh, for a lot of my neighbors around here. And there's a little three-year-old girl that lives downstairs. So her mom and I have been talking about treats from Trader Joe's. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's move into health and wellness. Um, so I was really excited because yesterday I, my salon, Society Salon, which is, um, uh, again, West Hollywood adjacent right there on, on Melrose next to Rebecca Minkoff. Um, they're open and I went in to get my base cover done because, um, yeah, I, I had to get my grays covered. Um, I won't tell anyone how old I am, but it felt good to go to the salon and I didn't know what to expect, but it was really great. They were telling me they're only allowed to have three or four stylists in there at a time. And Lauren, you've been in there, so you can imagine, you know, kind of what that looks like. Yeah. Um, Willie did my hair, who you know, and oh, um, they're him. not allowed to have, you know, like assistance wash or anything. So Willie took me back to the bowl and like, you know, washed all, all, the, all the color off and everything. And he was funny. I'm like, he goes, oh, did I just get water down your back? And I'm like, are you a little out of practice? <laughs> and he said, yeah. <laughs> and I said, oh, you're not allowed to have a stitch. It was like totally fine. You know, he had a mask. I had a mask. They had a big uh, plexiglass in front of the register. So I think that's really cool. I'm, I'm not understanding why. Um, I, I guess I'm very naive, like why our pedicure places aren't open yet. But um, anyway, I'm very grateful that I can get my, my hair done. And then I called Andy LeCompte and, and they're open again. And I saw the plywood 
this morning is down from dry bar. So I'm hoping that means that I can go in and get a blowout soon. <laughs> yeah, I got to go in and get Benjamin is open. That's yeah. <clears throat> but I think they're doing kind of the same thing where only a couple people. Yeah. And now what is going on with the gym? So I know that the crunch up here in Crescent Heights is open, but I think that, that it, well, really? I think that's Los Angeles, right? It's right on the border. Ugh. It's that, that funny. Well, it's all the same. It's all because we're LA County Health. LA County is LA County. Um, West okay, Hollywood well, Crunch up here is open. Everything but, in that little oh. Crescent Heights Plaza is is open, except for I think CB two, but they're probably open. I don't know what's going on with them. Well, 20, I got twenty four hour fitness is opening from, on the 29th of this month. They announced. I saw yes. that. I got the You're email. You're supposed to use their app, I think, to schedule and oh. in effect you schedule a workout appointment, I think. Okay. You work out by yourself, oh, but you, you know, the, the, if you use the app, you can easily go in without having to be checked out. Mm -hmm. um, so that's happening. Uh, I'm not sure about some of the others. I remember writing about a couple of them, but I think some are still up in the air. Well, we know Base Camp is out of business, right, Lauren? Yeah. I haven't heard yeah. an update on ferries. Um, I had heard some things, some rumblings out of New York that um, there may be some significant changes to berries, but I, ha I have not heard about berries. Um, I know, like, my um, Harmony is opening this this week, um, mm. Harmony Pilates. I know Legree, where I go also, they changed the name to Megaform, and now they're opening on the 22nd. Mm -hmm. And then F45 had sent out an email. They're kind of, because it's weird. It's like circuit training. So it's not like your full cycle where you're on one bike the whole time. This is like you're running around like to 10 stations with like 20 other sweaty people. So I think they're kind of like working out how they're going to manage um, the reopen. So they're hoping to reopen sometime soon. It's people are getting creative. They got to get creative. How to yeah, they got they got to figure it out for sure. Yeah, we'll have to check in and see. I'm I'm just kind of going through my head, and you know the other local businesses like Health House and Burn Sixty, um, Soul Cycle, uh, Equinox. I think someone told me that they are not going to open up until they can open up all Equinoxes. Mm -hmm. um, but I I heard, and I know you guys listen to the City Council, and we're going to get into this, but. I thought that 24-hour fitness, so it's good to know they're opening. I thought they were closed because John D'Amico made a comment, I believe it was, about um, wanting to find out if we could do some sort of a public option for gyms, um, for the community um, that would be, you know, since 24-hour fitness was either out of business or not going to be there anymore, but it sounds like they're, they're, they're in business, clearly, um, that, you know, it would be cheaper than having a $300 gym membership, which is of course Equinox. Um, yeah. yeah and I, okay. and I, I was thinking, well, how about that new place at the park? <laughs> well, 24 hour fitness has in fact, um, uh, applied for bankruptcy at the national fund. Yeah. And okay. so voluntary, um, uh, chapter 11, but, and they're closing a number of their locations, but the one in West Hollywood, they, they say they are going to keep open. Oh, so, they are. Okay. Yeah, that will be a survivor. Oh, all right. Well, I, I don't know. I, I must have um, misheard some. So I don't know. I think I got all my information confused. But that that's good to know for the community. So don't listen to me. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Listen uh, to Mr. Weehoville. <laughs> yeah, well, to be you get it wrong. I listened into that. that, 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 that. Okay. Well, I, I won't tell him. You can tell him. 
all right. Uh, let's see. What else? And anything else in health and wellness, Lauren? Well, I said I went to Blue Mercury. I got some mm-hmm. eye cream. They're open. You can go in and shop. Um, again, I was the only person in there. Um, I went. I got. You know what? I got these gummies at the Artist Tree. So I like this brand, um, Kiva. They make like THC uh-huh. gummies. They. I didn't even know this, but they did um, a Pride flavor. It's Tropical Punch. It's Kiva Proud Camino Cannabis Gummies. It's really, I didn't know they were doing like pride gummies, but that was really cool. I got a bunch of those. Oh, I, that's fun. Um, I hope the artist, I kind of yeah. like the artist tree. I like their whole concept. I hope they're, I hope they're going to make it. I hope they're doing okay in there. Oh, they're, they're doing well. Yeah. Trust me. They're doing well. People have, you know, bars are closed. People have right. nothing else that's to do. That's true. And they've got an extra $600 a week on unemployment, you know. I hope they're putting it back into the economy. Yeah. Do we know when com- employed people smoke <laughs> weed too? <laughs> it's not just the unemployed. Oh my gosh. Well, do we do we know like if Calma is um, opening? I I've got to get down there on the east side of town. I don't frequent that um, too much, but maybe Lauren, next time you're at Target, you should walk around the the corner on La Brea and see what's going on with Calma. Yeah. Yeah, I got to mm-hmm. find out. I don't know. if I don't think they're open. I know that we follow them on Instagram, and I haven't mm-hmm. seen anything. Um, there's a giant billboard on top of Healthy Spot that they have that says they were opening, I think, uh-huh. in April. But as far as I know, they didn't um, open yet. Yeah, everything has been, because of this, seriously um, delayed. I think, if I remember correctly, that John Leonard, City Hall, at one point, they this was months and months back, we're expecting the most of these businesses that had that had gotten their licenses to be opening in this past March, uh, and so this has obviously slowed things down big time. And there are a couple of yeah. them that I can't reveal their names, but um, there's some question about whether they're going to open at all. Yeah. Well, you know, before we were going into this, um, you know, Lauren and I were pretty on top of this. It's um, for the business license commission hearings Mm -hmm. and only a handful, I think. um, So artistry obviously open um, Bud Berry, which is now Monica's house. I think they switched the name. They got their Mm -hmm. license and then Aeon got their license. But that was like the last that I had heard of anyone getting their licenses. And the OG, OG cannabis cafe. Well, they were, yeah, they were already open though. Right. Like they're already mm-hmm. open, and they've, they've gotten permission for um, sort of drive-through sales, mm-hmm. um, so you can do that. And Lord Jones had gotten a license, but they uh, they gave it up, basically, so they're not moving forward. Yeah, well, they, well, they sold the company, and I think because mm-hmm. they sold the company, I, it wasn't clear what was going to happen with that, um, and if they could transfer the license, and then everything kind of blew That's up here, serious. and... You know, they were going into, they were building out in the standard and now the standard's closed. Mm-hmm. Um, standard's still boarded up. I don't know what's going on with our hotels. I saw the plywood was off of the Andas. Um, the Andas is opening. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are? Yeah, the Andas has announced it's opening. Um, so uh, I, I think it's open now, as a matter of fact. Okay, well, that's good to hear. I know the addition is still boarded up and have has mm-hmm. fences in front of it, which like breaks my heart because it's such a beautiful hotel and I was just starting to get open. So I really hope that, you know, they, they reopen that. It was such a great property. 
The trick is the, in New York they were closing. Well, I think the, the Times Square edition. Oh really? Oh wow. I think the trick is going to be even if they open, it's getting people to come here. You know, Tom Keeley. Right. Uh, the the uh, visitors uh, travel and tourism board has been struggling because of this. Uh, and right now, what everybody's sort of looking at is uh, marketing not to tourists who might fly here because people are reluctant to fly, but people who are within driving distance. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you can get people to drive. Staycation. From, yeah, we're from Las Vegas or San Francisco or Phoenix, perhaps. Yeah. Right. People are very reluctant to get on, on airplanes. Yeah, that, so. that's because that's, that's huge, you know, because we all know that uh, with our conversations with Tom, the tourism board, that the number one feeder into West Hollywood is Australia and the second is London. So Absolutely. obviously we've got some, you know, big travel constraints around that. So yeah, fun. so I, it's a, a good time to be traveling locally and um you know, going to get coffee in Santa Barbara for a long drive or, <laughs> yeah, a good time to kind of shift those, those dollars internally. I keep hoping that Spain's going to open up and, or France. And I'm just keep, I'm like, ah, you know, I think this is probably the summer where I'm probably just going to, you know, sit tight. Um, well, the, the other concept is the staycation. I did a piece in, I think West Hollywood magazine a while back, a couple of years ago. Basically pointing out that if people are willing to fly from Paris and Berlin uh, to uh, enjoy a vacation in West Hollywood, maybe people in West Hollywood should enjoy that. Uh, people who live here rarely go to the Sunset Strip. So my, my argument was get a babysitter, leave the car at home, uh, and check into the Mondrian or, you know. Totally. Mm -hmm. And... And, um, and set your cell phone up so that when people call you, they get a bounce back saying, I'm sorry, I'm on vacation. Totally. <laughs> and, I love and it. And enjoy life in the, the trip that, that you don't have to pay an airline ticket for, buy an airline ticket for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if people are coming from around the world to enjoy it, then why can't we? Mm -hmm. I, I love staycations. I'm actually kind of like looking online for that addition to see if they're offering some, you know, kind of like we're opening up and coming back rates. Because um, mm -hmm. when it first opened, they had a soft opening. A friend of mine was in town from Dallas and he stayed there. It's like, I think they had eight, I don't know, 10, 20, maybe 20 rooms. And I went up uh -huh. to that pool. I don't know if you guys have been up to that pool. That's amazing. Oh, it yeah. is like that pool, in my opinion, is better than the pool at the Waldorf. I am sorry. The view, the pool and everything. <laughs> I was just like, what is going on here? So I love the, the idea of this vacation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great idea too. All right. Well, that moves us into our neighborhood segment. We had a city council meeting um, on Monday night. Um, and uh, I know Lauren, you usually give us a, the recap on that. And uh I did not. Well, <laughs> I was not able. Okay, well. I, I saw like a little that, bit. And I read it in week. Okay, well, it's probably good because I know um, that, Henry, you sit on the phone. Uh, you sit and you watch all those because obviously um, you do the write-up. So you want to give us a little uh, recap of what happened in uh, city council? Any any exciting things or, uh, you know, things that you or might have been surprised at being a resident here or, you know, kind of what's going on oh. with council? They're, they're always exciting things. James Mills covered part of it for me, which is great because um, 
otherwise uh, I would have trouble staying awake through the whole thing. Uh, but um, one of the challenging things is the um, is the cannabis licensing process, and the city council um, is putting on the uh, November uh, ballot uh, a uh, initiative that has been pushed by the, the people who've applied for and gotten new licenses. Uh, and there's a battle between what are called the originals, the, the four uh, cannabis medical dispensaries that have temporary adult licenses, and the new license winners. So uh, here's the deal. Basically, uh, at the, by the next city council meeting, um, they hope to negotiate some sort of a, a, a a deal between all sides so this doesn't have to go on the ballot uh, but I think that's not likely so we're going to see see quite the campaign uh, between <laughs> MedMen and Zen and all of those guys on one hand and the artistry and Alma on the other so that was one business related thing that, that came out um, and oh gosh there's, there's so much going on I can't remember all of it but the city uh, had to pass its new budget every year, uh, so that took place. And there are some uh, cuts in spending. It's interesting that some of the spending reduction is actually uh, voluntary agreements by members of the city employees union uh, to take furloughs. Uh, hmm. They need to take some time off uh, without pay, and that allows the city to reduce its spending uh, to some degree. The city is uh, going to continue its spending at the same level for social services. They're not cutting back on that. But as you know, they're cutting back on events. Uh, so, you know, we're not having the Halloween carnival, et cetera. And that, and, and also with pride, that has an impact on local business because those are big revenue generators for our local business people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. I, I just I want to have a discussion about the house, the West yes. Hollywood Park, because um, mm-hmm. I think everyone has an opinion. Right. So a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, whatever, they allocated an additional twelve million dollars uh, mm-hmm. to this, the Endless Park project. Um, oh, yeah. uh, phase two. <laughs> phase two. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, I'm just wondering. What am I wondering, Lauren? Um, I, Are you I wondering why anyone would spend $22.2 million an acre on a park? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and on the grand staircase, and people don't even know now that there's a pool in West Hollywood. So um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's a really interesting um, use of funds, and especially in this time when our businesses are flailing, um, you know, that they're looking at supporting legacy businesses, which mm-hmm. are businesses that have been around for 30 years or more. I don't even know which ones those are. I can probably guess um, a handful of those, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it just seems like there could be uh, looking at what the city of Los Angeles is doing to support different types of businesses uh, that there could be something more from the city. Um, that's just my opinion. I'm never running for public office, but that's just uh, my, my well, opinion. Here's, a, here's, here's my opinion, which I've written in editorials. One challenge we have with our city council is no one, no one on the city council has ever run a business, ever. <laughs> and so one, and I have, and my, of my own. 
And so one of the challenges is um, we have a city council that often makes decisions relating to business that I think aren't really the best decisions for local businesses. So for example, John Benico's suggestion that the city open its own gym, um, my argument would be, yeah, great to have a cheap gym, but um, isn't that the government competing with local gyms? And the way the competitive system works, if gyms are too expensive, someone would be smart enough to open a cheaper one. Uh, that's how that works. Um, I'm puzzled that the city has bought um, the Celebration Theater, which went out of business. Or not Celebration um, Theater, the, um, I'm forgetting the name of that. Yeah, one across the street. By basic. Right, right. Um, and the city bought that because they want to have a theater and arts district. But cities don't create those. Those are created by people and businesses. And so we have a city that spends, a, I think, a lot of time making decisions for, for businesses without understanding how business basically works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I know there was a lot of uh, discussion uh, around the, the billboards, the digital billboards that are going up, um, right. and the city coming in and basically demanding a certain percentage of that time go to um, programming uh, for arts that yeah. the billboard companies were going to be responsible for. So that's like taking 25% of revenue away from an existing business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just, they've been, it's been interesting uh, for, for, for me. I've never really paid attention at a local level, honestly, um, mm-hmm. until uh, my, my job with the chamber. And it yeah. kind of necessitated it. Um, so it's just been very, very interesting um, well, to be involved with legacy, that. A legacy business also, because the city is uh, looking at legacy businesses as businesses that have been around for 30 years or more. Mm-hmm. Um, and there might be a business that's been around for more than 30 years that is failing, not because it needs city support, but because the very concept of the business doesn't make sense anymore. I mean, if you had a business in the city that was, um, not that we have one, but that sells um, old-fashioned dial telephones, um, I don't think we'd want to prop that up, even if it had been around for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be really interesting to see who makes it and who doesn't. Um, I don't know who was able to get any of the small business loans that were coming in on the smaller businesses who may have needed it, but we yeah. know that rent in West Hollywood is not cheap at all. That's exactly right. Anywhere. So um, another issue that I'm going to be working on is we do have a few landlords uh, who've been a bit aggressive with the local businesses um, and have pushed them out. And oh, wow. And the issue there, um, that's not the case with all landlords, but there are some who have owned property forever. So they don't have to worry about paying the mortgage. Um, And if you're not able to pay your rent or not willing to take the rent hike, uh, they say goodbye. It's the old uh, bye Felicia (laughs) uh, (laughs) concept um, and you're out the door. And that's, that's unfortunate. That, yeah. That, that really is. Um, and the other, the other big issue, which is not unique to West Hollywood, uh, but I think it requires some thinking, is the, the Amazon phenomena. And oh, yeah. um, I think I've talked to somebody locally who is trying to come up with a new idea of constructing um, a business. Uh, his concept is to open 
a large space where each little business has its own kind of section or booth. Imagine way back, big department stores used to do this. So you could go to Bergdorf and um, a particular clothing designer would in effect lease out an area. Right. And this would allow uh, these people to uh, save some money on the cost of rent. But also this guy's concept was put a coffee shop in the middle of it. So it becomes a community gathering place. So it's an innovative way that may or may not work. But it's yeah, I think um, the city council would have to change the code to allow that. And I love oh, that. Yeah. You know, I, um, I was thinking that wouldn't it be cool, you know, even if it was Amazon, because you look at these companies that have yeah. all this money, right? So let's mm -hmm. just say Amazon or American Express. They could come in to the cities like West Hollywood and they could create kind of like a small business area where they would fund it. They would pay for it. You could get your Amazon packages. They could mm -hmm. promote. They could have people, you know, they could have a shop where you, it, they could sell stuff from either local merchants, mm -hmm. you know, or small, smaller businesses that were maybe out of the area or like in today's environment. We could you have right. products from, you know, black businesses that would be represented mm -hmm. there, a mm -hmm. coffee shop. Um, you know, um, a couple of other things and really create like a walkable neighborhood around right. all of that and Absolutely. bring that in and have that is like, because we're losing our small businesses. Right. And so maybe they just create like a little small business area that encompasses, encompasses that and just promote mm -hmm. smaller businesses that are, like I said, you know, local here, like, I don't know, we have so many, I think we have. Um, I'm trying to remember my, my numbers now. Maybe you, you know, Hank, but out of the number of businesses that exist in the city of West Hollywood, I would say that 75% are home businesses. Mm -hmm. And I wonder oh, how yeah. many of those businesses are like selling physical goods like candles or soap or, you know, things like right. that, that we don't even know about. And how cool would that right. be? Cause they're a small business, right? Because but with the, so right. Yeah. Cause with the rents here, I, and that's a, something I get. And again, it, this is just me, maybe me being naive um, and it probably is, but um, so I'm a landlord and I kick somebody out. I mean, really, who do you think, is it realistic to think someone's going to be able to come in in this environment? Like who has money? Right. I mean, be, uh, these big corporations are like going out of business and filing for bankruptcy. Who's going to be able to pay like 15, 16, 18, 20,000, you know, whatever the rents are um, uh, and, and uh, kick these people out. But if you've owned, if your family has owned the property for 100 years, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter. And this is, there are a couple of landlords in town. This is an issue. One who's known for relatively short-term leases and then jacks the rate up dramatically. Mm. Well, I would be a terrible landlord because if I owned a building, I would probably just give free rent to all my tenants. So <laughs> I and would. Think about, think about this, the, the city parking building on uh, King's Road in Santa Monica, the empty um, uh, picture frame shop downstairs. Mm -hmm. You know, that space could be, it's a really big space. It could be a place to think about opening this collection of little, you know, little booths, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so local businesses can show up. It's almost like a farmer's market, if you will, for local retailers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or they could... Um... 
I was thinking even, I know people have a fit when they close stores or uh, streets down, but like if they wanted to create something that was walkable, I know they've talked about closing Robertson down and that there's no way like hell will freeze over before they make that a pedestrian, which would be so awesome and magical, especially when Robertson Lane goes in, right? To have cobblestones and have that not access accessible Mm -hmm. to cars. Um, I know a couple of the business owners are like freaking out that I'm even, even suggesting that. So I thought, well, what about Nemo, right? Because there's not Mm -hmm. much happening at Nemo and it'd be kind of cool. I mean, there's no parking over there, but you could take that because there's not much going on over there and like build a small business community, you know, kind of looking Mm -hmm. at the streets that could happen. Um, so I don't know, definitely some cool stuff. It's also, you know, I lived in New York City 20 years, and I pointed out I mm-hmm. lived there when Mike Bloomberg shut down several lanes of Broadway and Times Square, stunning people, outraging people, and he put picnic tables and small chairs there. <laughs> um, and it became incredibly popular. And what happened was people who continued to drive had to find another way to get there. And I've often said, and my friends hate this idea, but I've said, what if West Hollywood, during morning and evening rush hours only, closed one lane um, in each direction on Santa Monica Boulevard, just during rush hour? And people said, well, then there'd be traffic lined up. And I said, yes, or maybe they decide, people who are commuting, not shopping, that maybe they should go to Wilshire. Um, Maybe they should not go through our city. And, you know, and we can walk. And the air quality is better. Uh, so, just a thought. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what what really happens um, with this working from home and COVID, and what mm-hmm. what businesses are going to do, and if people are, you know, going to be more flexible in general. I mean, we may never go back to being in having to be in an office. Um, right. you know, right. but we know that all the traffic in West Hollywood is not for businesses in here. We are a pass through city, right? I know the 80, city's 80, done 80% of the uh, people who work here do not live here. And 80% of the people who live here do not work here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we are a major pass through route. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, those are issues. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. All right. Well, I'm glad you're on board with me with that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think so far there's two of us. (laughs) So far there's two. Well, I think Lauren, Lauren, can we get on board with that? I do like it. I don't, I don't drive. I don't, I don't get why people complain about traffic, but I mean, I know they were talking about it. I'm off of, um, I'm by La Park by Sherwood and I remember they were talking a couple of weeks ago at city council, they were going to close it like for pedestrians, for bikes. They put these dumb roundabouts in the middle that like most cars drive on the sidewalk because they cannot, the city line buses drive over the sidewalk. Right. They can't fit. But then they voted no. Like, why won't you close some little street that Ubers are like speeding through because their ways tells them to go this way? Like, no. Well, I pointed that out to city hall too. And suggested they reach out to um, to Waze and these other, not just Waze, but Google uh, and others. When I, I sold my car about a year ago, and if I take a Lyft or uh, an Uber uh, from La Brea to my home on Holloway, and I usually would walk, but uh, inevitably the driver is told to turn right and go up to Fountain and right. then turn left. Today, which is a disaster. Yeah, yes. today I went to um, Target. I took an Uber, and instead of 
just taking like Santa Monica or somewhere else, they took him all the way up to Fountain and like around, I don't know what the streets are over there. But like also this last, uh, with the protests when they were closing Mm -hmm. um, La Cienega and Melrose. Oh my God, Mm -hmm. I almost got like killed so many times from these cars just like speeding through because now they couldn't even turn onto La Cienega. So it's even more people using my block, um, West Melrose, like a through street. It's just a mess. It's a mess, the traffic here. But I think if people would walk around more or take scooters more, um, it would be more visible. And it's one thing I call the city out on. Uh, We claim to be passionate about the environment and being green. And we can send city council members to Heidelberg, Germany, for conferences on green energy and all that. But the issue here is traffic in West Hollywood. And when Ciclavia closed the entire city down. Oh, it was amazing. Day. Not only was it an amazing experience, but there was there was actual evidence that our air quality dramatically improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what we need to do instead of worrying about it's lovely to have solar panels, but that's yeah. not going to be much for West Hollywood. Yeah, but then, you know, then I, I love, I mean, I'm a cyclist. I love that. People yeah. were saying, could we do this once a month? You know, and then you have to like, you look at the businesses, right? Because then the businesses get hit, right? Yeah. Um, and that's always, the, I think, the hard thing for me to balance as well, especially these smaller businesses, um, you know, especially with pride businesses that are on Santa Monica Boulevard that are not yeah. in the Rainbow District and are not mm-hmm. food and beverage, just get hammered, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's always, I think, for me, like, the tricky mm-hmm. thing because, you sure. know, they, there used to be that sunset music festival mm-hmm. up on sunset, the rock and roll thing that was great. And then you had pride and Ciclavia, but you right. know, then the businesses just get, get pummeled. So it, I don't know mm-hmm. there. It would be fun to like, I wish more of the residents in West Hollywood would really get involved. Right. Cause you know, it's the same people all the time at these city hall meetings and the same people calling in. And when you look at the demographic of people Mm -hmm. that are living in West Hollywood and moving into West Hollywood, like Mm -hmm. I think it is mostly like younger women between 25 and 34. Um, And I really wish, and there are people that are coming from New York and they have great ideas. Mm -hmm. And I just wish that they would really get involved um, mm-hmm. and, you know, have some ideation and really get involved in their community. Um, well, it's one thing we need in the city, I've argued, and we don't have, we need a renter's organization. Uh, Beverly Hills has a very active one, uh, very, very active. And we have no one who speaks out for the 68% of our population that rents. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, when the issue came up, about seismic retrofitting and whether the renters had to pay, uh, one group showed up quickly, condo owners, and the council immediately said, oh, no, no, you won't ever have to pay. Um, uh, <laughs> but it took a long time before they agreed not to make uh, tenants pay, and they only agreed to that because the next election was coming up, hmm. um, and they yielded there. So we don't have someone, people who speak up for the majority of the population. No, but we do have our neighborhoods that are very vocal. We do. You but know, the that, neighborhoods that... that are vocal are mostly homeowners and condo owners. That's true. Mm-hmm. And not renters. And so, huh? And not renters. And so what you have, West Hollywood West Residents Association is an amazingly wonderful organization. 
but it's homeowners mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't speak for renters. Um, and so that's the challenge uh, the city has. Hmm. Uh, and frankly, one other issue, and this is not uncommon in cities with lots of renters, uh, renters tend to be less civically engaged and uh, renters often don't realize they're in the city that's its own city. Um, and what it takes is action, I think, by City Hall to engage people who are renters in the community. Yeah, when I moved here, I got here five years ago. I didn't know like what a city hall was. I didn't know what a chamber of commerce was when I got the job. Like I didn't know, I didn't vote like my first two years here. And then it's like, you learn like, wow, like this can happen if I speak up and I want to know more about this. And this, the city, like, I, I mean, I say this a lot. They have really, really great um, resources. Like it's a good tenant friendly city like mm-hmm. Anwar I love Anwar and the rent stabilization mm-hmm. department um mm-hmm. they will respond to you like within minutes um they know answers to everything they're like no he can your landlord cannot do that he can't do that right. he can't do that. um mm-hmm. but yeah so I, I didn't know any of that and then it's like you, you slowly and you realize like well, wow it. it's a big deal I thought about two things one when the COVID-19 thing ends if it does I hope Maybe I'll go back to that. I once thought about organizing a contest. Um, and I did this once when I launched WeHoVille. If you liked WeHoVille on Facebook, you got a free weekend stay for two at one of the nice hotels in Palm Springs. People responded. My thought was, if you show up at a city council meeting and check your name on a list, you will get a free weekend in Palm Springs. Oh, I love it. And now they don't even have to go. They can sit in their phone in their pajamas at home and just call in. Right, right. <laughs> other, yeah, other, I mean... The other wacky one was, and I still plan to do this, we have a hilarious comedian videographer, Ben Koala, who does work for us. And the idea was to stand with Ben outside of the, what's called the Big Gay Starbucks and wave a dollar bill and each person who stopped, if if asked, are you a West Hollywood resident? And if that person can name one of our Kardashians, we give them a $1 bill. If that person can name a city council member, we give them a $10 bill. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love that. And my guess is we wouldn't be giving away many $10 bills. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's, you know, there's a lot to be solved at the local level mm-hmm. with residents and also, you know, one thing that I, I just was trying to figure out, like, how I could create a solution around this is just awareness of the businesses and what was going on, you know, like beyond beyond an app. So mm-hmm. like when I was when COVID first started, um, I was volunteering at Project Angel Food. I struck, oh, yeah. so I struck up a conversation next to a young volunteer next to me who happened to be a West Hollywood resident. Mm-hmm. That was a right in our demographic. She must have been. Uh, I don't know, maybe, um, let's say 30 years old, mm-hmm. um, give or take, uh, two or three years either direction. And so we just got to talking and I was telling her about all these things. I'm like, well, Tess is doing uh, up on Sunset and they're doing garden boxes and Pura Vida mm-hmm. is doing family meals. And she's like, how come I don't know about all these things? She right. goes, I Googled it and it didn't come up. And I, it just, you know, that's the same thing. Nobody knows about the the trolleys we have, the Sunset trip or you know the the gay trolley the pickup that i love mm-hmm. um and it's just like awareness and i just kind of yeah. wish i don't know what it is i just wish like people would really get engaged locally and know like where their businesses are and we're only 1.9 square miles right so 
I also but thought it's about all, the same. It's all resources. Yeah. It's like everything well, that the city also, offers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For 1.89 square miles, I also argue that, um, uh, you know, the city does creates lots of videos, but I don't, they're wonderful, but I don't think people go rushing to the city's website to figure out what to do. They need that. mail. That's what they keep saying at every council meeting. Like, where are the mailing? Who is, it? I think it's Seppi Shine that calls in every single week. <laughs> but it's people true. I live here. I've not gotten one piece of mail from the city of West Hollywood. I think not the one. Shuffle, but I think, I think one issue I see is people throwing the mail away without reading it. I also think in a small city, taking to the streets, when I was at, in New York, when I launched Metro, the free daily newspaper, I worked with an English marketing company that was known for uh, doing amazing uh, street marketing. Um, so Cunning Stunts was the name of it. And it became famous in London when it promoted what was called a lad magazine, a playboy for young guys. And it promoted it by projecting onto the, the tower of the House of Parliament images of sexy young women. Um, that <laughs> resonated across all of England. Uh, we promoted Metro, the Free Daily, by creating a demonstration, a fake one, led by me, and I marched on the New York Times, and our slogan was, New York Times, dollar a day, which is what they charge. Metro gives the news away. What do we want? Free news. When do we want it now? And we had 20 fake demonstrators. <laughs> My point is, there are ways to get out on the street and do things that attract attention and get the word out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just thinking, like, uh, it would be, think of the opportunity of, like, being able to, because now they're requiring people to do bags, like to give mm-hmm. mailers. And I don't know, like if this would have been possible in COVID or whatever, mm-hmm. but for the city to create some mailers with like programs or information or whatever, and just start putting them in like handing them to Gelson's and Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and Sprouts, because, you know, everyone is like, for the most part, they're shopping, right? They're out there shopping. I agree. Um, and when you've got a line outside Gelson's, just have somebody walk down that line and hand people things. Yeah, right? Or like vote. Like if I were Seppi Shine, I'd be out there. I know Seppi. I should call him, tell her this. <laughs> yeah. And just like go out there and go, hey, I'm Seppi Shine. I'm running for city council. Um, exactly. You know, here, check out the council meetings. Like it would be really great. It's like fascinating because, I mean, what are people doing? It's actually very fascinating to sit in and watch a city council meeting. I, I got to mm-hmm. tell you, it, it is pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And but I think that kind of engagement, community engagement is the challenge, and it's always a challenge for a city with a majority of renters there. We're not the only one. Mm. Uh, it's a problem in Miami Beach have that issue. Mm. Um, so, but, but again, um, thinking outside the box is, is important mm-hmm. to get that word out. So. Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's a, a lot that can be done on that Nextdoor app. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of, I, I see where all the, the local runners seem to be gravitating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a matter of who can get in there and access it and utilize it for the businesses. And I don't know what their revenue model is, but, um, I, I think there's a lot of potential in that app to, to reach the local community and the renters. So well, I'm very open to ideas about doing more with, we hope to do that. Um, my challenge is I'm kind of a one man show with a few freelancers, but, um, I, 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 you know, these are, these are ideas that I, I love. And I'm open to any ideas from anybody uh, among your listeners and from you guys to finding ways to expand that. 
Oh, I love that. All right. Well, Lauren and I, Lauren and I love coming up with ideas and Lauren's got some great ones. I got to tell you, like, yeah, I think Lauren should run for city council. Seriously. One of these days, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Got to work on my patience. (laughs) No, why? It'd be great. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, all right. Well, uh, let's see. Well, that, that was amazing. What a great conversation. I hope people like stuck in and listened to this for all of that. Um, Lauren, are there any other things you want to kind of end with as we're kind of wrapping up the neighborhood section? Um, oh, Tallahassee is at Healthy Spots. Today, their daycare reopened today. She's reunited oh. with her girlfriend, Sasha Pierce. Um, <laughs> that was really sweet. I brought them. I, tried, I sent you a picture. Tracy. So cute. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they're doing like curbside pickup. I think they're doing it 10 to 6, the daycare. But mm-hmm. it's nice for her to be around another dog for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go yesterday to the dog park. Um mm nobody was wearing masks nobody like even like families walking around the park with their kids like no masks I think me my friend and then like one other guy we were talking to had masks on but nobody else like had a mask on Um, and there were a lot of people there not in the small dog park there was only one sad lonely Frenchie but um big dog park was packed nobody wearing masks and then just people walking around were not um wearing masks so that was kind of discouraging yeah yeah like we finally it's like they give you something beautiful and then you just like ruin it it's like we're allowed to go to the park great but like what's gonna happen when everybody starts getting sick again and the city's like oh sorry Mm -hmm. you you might consider walking up to one of those people and saying that you'd love to get their name because you'd like to nominate them for a darwin award (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that's hilarious well i you know i i saw cuomo say you know, I've heard reports of big gatherings. Um, oh, and, God, you know, New York is a mess. They're, like, partying in the uh-huh, streets in the East Village. in the streets. He goes, you know, don't do that because we can just shut it back down again. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, okie dokie. Well, that brings us to our last section here, the weekly do good. Um, I've got – I just kind of wanted to point out to some of the businesses um, – and maybe Lauren and Henry, you can add in on our businesses that, you know, are continuing to do well and uh, feed um, the, uh, the protest organizers, even though that's not popular in West Hollywood um, and our first line workers. But I just wanted to um, point out those businesses who were really involved with the March on Sunday. Pura Vida was out there handing out waters and lemonades um, press fresh juice, brothers. uh-huh. Fresh, mm-hmm. fresh brothers was handing, handing out, uh, water and pizzas, little squares mm-hmm. of pizzas in a little like a uh, plastic thing. So it was very sanitary press juice. I do not know how many juices they gave away, but they were giving away tons of free juice. They and- had a lot going on. Cause I think it was like one of their employees somewhere passed away. I see it on Instagram and they oh. did like a huge GoFundMe for him, for his family. Like they're mm. doing a lot lately. Hmm. And I yeah, love them. I do too. Really I, I love, I love their juices. Um, and I love that they're just like in the tiniest thing. I wonder what their rent is yeah. over there. <laughs> And then uh, lastly, uh, Rounder Bum, you know, Jonathan is yeah. so giving the, to the community. I don't know, um, Henry, if you've, uh, you know, um, had any conversations yeah. with Jonathan. He's oh, so, I have. Yes, I have. He's so great. So they, he made these custom, you know, those uh, thin little nylon backpacks 
that said rounder bum, but they had like a BLM, you know, fist on it. So he was giving out backpacks and water and rounder bum branded masks. Um, There was also condoms in the bags and, you know, given that it was a, you know, fairly uh, active crowd out there. Um, He had three different kinds of, you know, fans, you know, like those, you know, the, I don't know, the Asian flans that flip open um, Mm -hmm. that were really cool. So they were white, Latino or like black figures on them Um, Mm -hmm. and then BLM stickers. So he was in there with masks on, handing out stuff. And yeah, Jonathan, love Jonathan. I really do. I I think he's great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So those are my weekly do goods. Great hair. Yes. Yeah. Jonathan's like, when are you going to have me on? <laughs> yeah. He's a great guy. Uh, so I don't know if either of you have any uh, weekly do goods you've seen from any, any businesses, any landlords that have given, uh, you know, a pass to their tenants on rents instead of booting them out or anything. No, nobody get booted out for a year. We'll see what happens <laughs> next year though. I don't know. I don't know that whole, I mean, it's not just, West Hollywood, LA, California. It's everywhere. I don't know, like it's everywhere. If somebody can't pay their rent for a month. How are they without a job? So this is like adding up, adding up. How are they going to come up with like all this money next year when they might not even have a job next year? It's it's going to be really scary when when Very these people have to repay the money. Yeah, really scary. Really That's when I think like the bad stuff's going to happen because I mean. Yeah, how are you going to come up with, with, with what did West Hollywood say that Paul Arvalo said, like, $1,600 is the average rent? No, maybe, like, double that is the average rent in West Hollywood. Like, how are you going to get three months rent? That's, you know, $7,500. How are you going to come up with that with with your $450 unemployment a week? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be scary. It really will. Tough times ahead. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other um, businesses we want to um, give kudos to who are doing good things out in the community? Well, I Everybody. One other, by the way, Sprouts also was giving out water. I noticed. Um, oh, really? Yeah, the Sprouts. Um, uh, oh. In, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. They were on the street. You know? Oh, that's I cool. Think the artist, she actually was doing that too, giving out water, mm-hmm. cases of water. Yeah. And, uh, and Seppi, I saw um, w- that she was out in front of her apartment. They had a table set up there handing out waters yeah. and stuff too. So and that brownies. was really cool. Brownies. Yeah. Bra- who is someone handing they out brownies? They baked brownies. Who did? Seppi. And she did? I forgot who she was handing. Yeah. Probably I know her like girlfriend. Her wife. Or her wife. But there was another woman, too, who had something to do with cooking, and she baked all these brownies. Oh, I wish I had known oh that. God, I would have gone over there. Too. I was going <laughs> to go over and say hi, but I was right in the middle of the street, and I was, like, trapped in this little vehicle that was going on. And that's kind of where the, the whole parade or the, the, march got, um, the march got bottlenecked. And so yeah. I couldn't get over to, like, go over and, you know, say hi to Seppi and give her a little to the little elbow them. So, anyway. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, I think that br- – of this week's episode of We Know We Ho. Henry, thank you so much. I mean, oh, that yeah. was so oh, yeah. fun. I really appreciate it. I very much enjoyed this, and I, I love the work you're doing, so I love the fact that, that I can help through We Ho Bill with it. So, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you, and um, I, I really enjoyed your perspectives. I've learned a lot about you, um, and um, I gotta say, um, I like you a lot more right now. Not that I didn't before, but you know, 
Don't believe now everything that I, people I, tell you. <laughs> I'm going to have to look at who's writing those articles for you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, that was really cool. And thank you so much for sharing your insights and yeah. uh, for your honesty. And, and thank you for um, what WeHoville. you do for, for WeHoVille. Yeah, I know. My it, mom it, it, reads WeHoVille. Oh my God, I love <laughs> it. New York, she reads Yeah, it. I, I know that it, it's not easy um, doing what you do, but it's such a valuable source of information. Um, and uh, I do know, I was pretty impressed when we ran some ads with you for Small Business Saturday, um, the impressions we got. So if you guys are, anyone out there looking to advertise locally, uh, reach out to WeHoVille and, and check them out. Um, we are not supported by them. We're just uh, published in them, but um, really great way to, to reach uh, the, your local market here in well, West Hollywood. We do something a bit unusual. We actually give people uh, screenshots of our Google Analytics traffic data. So you know what the truth is. It, that means it's legit for any of the, the, yes. anyone that doesn't know what Google you Analytics know it's real. is. It is yeah. real. It is the real deal. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks to everyone for listening. And thank you, Lauren, my amazing co-host. I, I think we're going to go check out, uh, I'm gonna, I need to see Tallahassee this week for a social distance. Yeah, let's go up, walk around Sunset. I, I want to meet like some of these people let's do that it. we talk about. We're, we're going to get it on the books. So, Lovely. that sounds great, guys. All right. You can come, too. You, you can, yeah, you can come, right. too. Yeah, come on up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Um, well, listen, everybody stay safe out there. Uh, enjoy your Father's Day. Lots of good deals oh. going around town if you're looking for something special for dad. I and... Go get a card right now. Okay, go get a card at CBS and get in. <laughs> okay, don't forget your dad, June 21st. There's still time. Yes. All right, yeah. have a great week and thank you for listening. Bye. All right. Bye bye, guys. Bye.